0: Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success everybody to Service Accommodation Secrets the podcast and very excitingly here today we have Paul Anderson the social media hotelier and hospitable host Jodie Sterling's amazing project with over 30 hosts writing a chapter of a book that will really help in the industry and inspire lots of people so Paul thank you so much for joining me
1: Sally, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to, to spend half an hour or so talking about about hosting and social media and that whole world. It's very very exciting to be involved in this in this book project as well.
0: Isn't it? It's so good. There are people from all around the globe, and you're in the UK like me. So you're in Oxford, aren't you?
1: I am. I'm in East Oxford in uh, a neighborhood called Headington. So I'm about a mile and a half out from Oxford city centre, um, and. I'm sat now in the building that was my childhood home. So we moved here in 1986. um, And having been uh, working and living in South America for a few years, I came back in 2008, bought the house and turned it into a guest house.
0: Fantastic. So from that time then, you've been running it as a guest house, have
1: you? That's exactly right. So I came back in 2008, um, did quite a lot of work to the building, um, fire eggs and internet and ensuite bathrooms and all that good stuff. Um, my first guest arrived on the twenty-first of June, two thousand and nine. So I'm coming up for thirteen years now.
2: Wow! Um,
1: and it, life was very good. I absolutely loved it. Um, I was a bachelor, and um, it, I could turn it on and turn it off whenever I wanted. I'd never, I'd never done anything like it before. Um, I had worked in hospitality and restaurants and bars and these types of things, but I, I, I just took to it like a duck to water and. Things were very, very straightforward and, and easy for years and years and years.
0: Wonderful. Uh, Oxford's an amazing place, isn't it, as well? So I'm guessing would that be tourists or people coming um, for longer times as well?
1: You would be surprised. Um, August is, August and January would have always been traditionally my quietest months. Um, and that's predominantly. Um, and I remember as a child, someone saying, well, it's great here in the summer because locals get the city back. Okay. So being a university city with Oxford Brooks, previously the Oxford Polytechnic and then Oxford University down the hill, um, when the students aren't here, the, that's when the professors go, that's when the conferences start to wind down a little bit, the whole city just gets quieter. Um, oh. Frequently replaced by language students. <laughs> But they, of course, want to be hosted within family so they can practice the language and see the culture and immerse themselves. Um, So traditionally, August has always been a really good time for for me to take a break and go on holiday. So in Headington, within 10 minutes walk of the house, there are six hospitals and four Mm -hmm. of my six rooms are single rooms. Now, I I remember when I opened, people looking at me slightly sideways saying, if you've only got two double rooms, how are you going to trade? And it didn't occur to me, I had the opportunity, um, and I took it with both hands and ran at it. But it turns out that lots of people have spouses who are having knees replaced or having stents put in and that type of thing. So I would certainly say that hospitals would be the bread and then the universities would be the butter. So not just um, the academic year year cycle with people dropping off their kids and that type of thing. but certainly com- people coming to deliver conferences. Um, pre-COVID, certainly I had about half a dozen academics who would come for three or four days a week, teach and then go home again. So the university right. and the hospital's with a bread and butter. On top of that, there's a lot of business here. BMW Plant Oxford is just up the way where they make the mini. Um, and okay. then tourism was never more than has never been more than about eight and a half, nine percent of my income.
0: Okay, that's really interesting.
1: And I think mm. that's predominantly because so. Sandfield Guesthouse is on the London Road in Oxford, and it's the same piece of tarmac that becomes Oxford Street in London. And so there are buses oh, that go every amazing. 15 minutes with lots of legroom and Wi-Fi, and I sound like I'm plugging a bus company, but the location is <laughs> ideal. Um, and, and, and it served me very, very well. When I met my wife at my sister's wedding um, uh, eight, eight or so years ago, had my wife not been living in West London. I don't think I don't think the relationship would have would have gone anywhere. It was easier for her to come and visit me here in Oxford than it was to visit my sister in Islington.
0: Oh, how funny!
1: So oh. we get a lot of day trippers. So if you go down to something like the Ashmolean Museum, which is the country's oldest public museum, um, it's just coach after coach after coach, and then everyone would just piles oh. in and pillages places like Chipping Camden and the Cotswolds and all that type of thing, and they move oh. their way through.
0: Right. Okay. I love your terminology there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: pillage, yes, pillage. Get all what the all them. the flour and all the honey <laughs> and try and leave nothing but the footprint <laughs> behind them.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Oh well, that's really fascinating. And now you have your family there as well, obviously. So generation obviously, three in the building.
1: Yeah. Generation that's three in the building. So we've got Audrey who's three and Cameron who's five.
0: Oh, lovely. That's great love young kiddies, mine are big now, so, nice. well, I love mm-hmm.
1: them too, obviously, but... <laughs> my, my my son's in his first year at primary school, and it's 50 years to the month that he started, that my mother started a teaching career in the same in the same school.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, so proper that's
1: community, a everyone knows everybody. It's, it's ace. Most of the time, it's ace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know your dad. Actually, oh, of course you do. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hands oh, off my very- apple.
0: know your your house has been in the family so long it's wonderful isn't
1: it yeah and i think part of part of the the offering so sandfield house it's important to point out is one of four guest houses out of five buildings um is known locally as the strip or if you want oh you go down the strip you stay somewhere there okay um and i think one of one of the key things that changed the way I think about what I do and how I do it, was to appreciate that my other three neighbours, they do exactly the same thing as I do. Right. So they're all on the London road, they can get to London in a heartbeat. They're all warm, they're all comfortable, they're all clean, they all serve breakfast, they've all got showers, you can wash, you can have a cup of coffee in the morning, blah, blah, blah. But the distinction is, I can't do what they do in the same way that they do it and they can't do what I do in the same way that I do it. So I am the smallest of the four, and I've always been a one-man band, but they will have a, a chef and a couple of waitresses and a cleaning crew and da 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 and, it, and so it goes on. Yeah. And And when I realized that, and it was doing some work with a friend of mine who's a content marketer, she kept saying, what is your brand? And she kept pushing it. And ultimately, I kind of nervously went back and I said, I think I might be my brand. Feeling like I was kind of, blowing smoke up my proverbial, but uh, <laughs> there's got to be a better uh, feeling like I was blowing my own trumpet. You can cut that back out. <laughs> and 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 she said, yes, I would, you just needed you to get there on your own. So doing things like putting my face on my marketing because it's only ever me who answers the door or serves breakfast or cooks you this special poached eggs with whatever strange yeah. thing you might want with it. Um, just then flows into the fact that I have lived here, I have been away, I've been a student in London and I've been to South America for three or four four years. But having lived here since 1986, I don't, I'm certain of it that my that my neighbors here and in Headington there are about 15 guest houses in total. I don't think anyone has got the local knowledge that I have. And so to be able to deliver that to people and enhance that experience. I think is what makes the distinction. And to be fair and to be honest, that's the bit of the job I love the most.
0: Right. Yeah. That makes so much
1: sense. So years ago, I had two very elderly Dutch ladies. They must have been in their late 70s, early 80s coming. They, I discovered before they arrived that they were coming because they were massive fans of Morse. Okay. Morse, Inspector Morse is a very Oxford thing. Yeah. You oh, used to live down the road and all that. Um. Mm-hmm. So I was talking through maps, I said, well, if you go to this pub, you'll recognize that. But if you go to this lane, Merton Lane, you will instantly recognize the buildings and the cobbles if you're a massive fan. So they go off for the day and when they come back, they're like giddy schoolgirls. they're just kind of trembling with excitement. I was like, did you, did you have a good day? They said, yeah, yeah, we went down that lane and, and they were filming Lewis. I said, oh, you got to see them filming. And they said, yes. And they asked us to be extras. <laughs> and it's that type of that type of um, response, or that type of, of of I can't think of the right of the right word for it. But that that for me, even thinking about it now, I'm just wearing a massive grin because I can picture yeah. their faces. Um, and they sent me uh, a copy of the episode that they were in, and they told me when 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 I would see them, and they were in for about four seconds, oh. but it absolutely made their trip. And I think. Being able to do that, I'm sure they're not alive anymore, that I'm fairly certain. But they would have told that story for years and years. Oh, when we went to Oxford, we were in it and we've got a copy of it. That yeah. that type of memory to last through. To be able to give that to people.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's no lovely.
1: it's it's no skin off my nose, it doesn't cost me anything. It's no it's no trouble. But to be able to give people that type of experience is incredibly rewarding. It's
0: amazing, isn't it? I mean, I guess if we go anywhere else- if somebody takes the time to just give you one nugget of local information that turns out to make your stay it's just brilliant isn't it I love that so they were so excited I'm sure That's they were
1: trembling
0: oh. <laughs> they were famous. like they were
1: Beatles fans in the United States when they played <laughs> They were just like screaming almost inside but they were just a bit older and reserved you
0: know yeah 15 <laughs> seconds of fame I love it that's great oh and I think that, there's so much to be said for that isn't there and the local knowledge and the familiar face as well because although you're saying you're worried about you being your brand people love to know they love a bit of certainty and security don't they they don't want some sort of faceless um team of people they have no idea who they are absolutely
1: and when I started doing this I was in my my mid early 30s and I I distinctly remember opening the door and people being quite surprised that someone of that age was running a guest house yeah people who are more my age now and a a little bit older (laughs) and I found that once I started putting myself out there as my brand I wasn't nervous about doing that I just didn't I just thought it was a bit arrogant or a bit cocky of me but it's not no. uh, as soon as I did that 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 type of response when I opened the door oh you must be poor yeah it was a much, was a much easier way to welcome people into what's been my family home for 35 years yeah then, oh you're a bit younger than I thought you found <laughs> that young on the <laughs> telephone Oh, like, Oh, what and I, I think that 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 ties into um very, very keenly, that certainly running a guest house and short short term rentals if 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 a business is um at the end of things where people are going to a code box and getting a key and you're not meeting greeting people but
2: mm.
1: certainly when it comes to hosting hosting i don't okay. think I don't think there's there's any other livelihood that is as social. I don't think you could hope to engage in anything that's more social mm. social work perhaps, but that's very different um so it it is it is a very very social enterprise and being an extrovert I need that external input that stimulus Uh,
0: yeah
1: and I I absolutely love it I've loved it
0: fantastic and so for the last couple of years things have been a bit strange obviously globally so um how did um things affect you during the pandemic here in the UK
1: massive massively massively um I was very fortunate in that I had the corporate corporate director, director of corporate affairs for the Oxford NHS Trust. Stay with me um, from oh. about the October. He was a long-term guest and one of the senior people at the Jenner Institute. So about eight hundred yards away is where they designed the Oxford, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine.
0: Oh, amazing!
1: Um I know now subsequently his nose was a bit put out of joint when he wasn't on the New Year's Honors list. So that gives you an idea about how how senior he <laughs> okay. was. Um, um but certainly in the run up to Christmas and just after Christmas, um, I was party to and they, they involved me in a lot of the conversations. Um don't want to swear on a on a podcast, but the, the general message was was Paul, people really don't know how much bleep is gonna hit the fan. It's is gonna be enormous and yeah and then offered advice as to as to how I might start setting myself up so even by the mid end of february i'd switched off breakfast i'd gone room only yeah um, i had about 20 liters of gel already so when everyone was running around i was thinking well maybe i could sell some of this yeah, <laughs> because yeah, i yeah. leave the money you know I'd um, and then and then the online travel agents told everyone uh, on march 23rd 24th when the lockdown was was kind of formally hit uh, hit the united kingdom or england certainly um, that they could have their money back on non-refundable deposits, and, yeah. uh, and and so the first the first response was, where am I going to find this money that I've already spent? Because you you run on a cash flow and that type of thing, and you know that some people are going to cancel. And, but it was it was that was terrifying, yeah. terrifying to have the tap turned off, and then having to put water or put money back into the system. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And that 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 was my first dawning in that I need to be building my own house on my own land, and I can't necessarily, I can't really have a secure business moving forwards, just from a business perspective.
2: Yeah. When
1: something like that can just side blind you and just you know put you from the black into the red, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And then very quickly I. I found there, there were a lot of people in a similar situation i don't know why but a lot of the people i was speaking to were in cumbria oh
0: that was interesting um
1: um they were it, it seems to me that certainly up in cumbria um is people will often have a very successful career and then they'll have children and they'll have a nice big house with a view and then the kids will leave and then they'll think oh let's turn it into a b&b seems to be a fairly regular way of doing things I and mean, the people may be in the 60s or 70s. Um, yeah. And it's it's very easy now just to put up a few pictures and a few words, stick it on booking.com or Expedia or Airbnb and chances are you will start selling rooms. Unless you yeah. do something wrong, you will start selling rooms. And I think people then just rely on that. Mm-hmm. They don't think, oh, I can do my own marketing. Oh, I could, do book director I could push this that and the other because everything is ticking along nicely If it's not yeah. broken and you wouldn't fix it yeah. so when that rug was pulled out
2: mm.
1: and people were having to give money back hand over fist yeah
0: thousands
1: and thousands of pounds yeah. um, it, it put some businesses that I know to the wall they were like forget this we're going to stop we're going to have to sell um
0: it's terrible
1: isn't it, it I very so quickly hard. started um lobbying politicians and campaigning so the original grants were put out were given to businesses that had business rates. Yeah. Uh, I found myself in a position where Oxford City Council has said, no, you're not significant, you're not substantial enough to pay business rates, so you're council tax. Okay. And there were thousands of other bed and breakfasts. I think the B and B Association estimated there were about twelve thousand bed and breakfasts in a similar um, situation who were yeah. who were going concerns in people's families' homes. So not only were they looking at losing their businesses, but they were looking at losing their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some fairly, I have some very very strong contacts in the political world, and and just lobbied for what ultimately became the local authority discretionary grant fund.
2: Good.
1: And did a lot of um, education work. So I put my ex-lawyer's hat on and discovered that if there was a manifest error on the listings, you could have them backdated.
0: Okay. So it took about
1: eight months, but in the end I I got a grant and I got my I got overpaid council tax for eleven years back. And there were a lot of other people doing that. And in in doing that I think that was what kept me going, kept me running, because people were throwing yeah. me out, going, what do I do, what do I do? And it just gave me something specific to be getting on with. Yeah. In the meantime, a friend of mine who, who had bought a pub three months before lockdown.
0: Oh <laughs> no, what bad luck.
1: Uh, like a pub in place with rooms, beautiful, yeah. beautiful is, Um turned the pub into a community shop. Okay. So given that there were all these hospitals and I was the only person still trading, the last man standing in Headington, i knew that i i could i could help um, accommodate doctors nurses porters yeah uh, would you believe even on the list were elite athletes and their support teams so sure. yeah. whoever's
2: <laughs> um, allowed people to going stay. for funerals yep. and all
1: that so i was what what i did was i just put myself in front of the nhs i said i've got a car park if you want to use it help yourself yeah. And just kept asking them what what can we do to help you out yeah uh, and the resounding thing that came back was we don't, when our people come off shift, they can't get hold of vegetables, they can't get hold of fresh produce, oh, okay. and so we organised when Simon was about to run out of his food or it mm. was about to go out a day, he just drive a van down to the hospital, open the doors and let people pile in, um, and without meaning to, just that whole notion of karma and everyone pulling together and everybody mm. helping each other out without any vested interest and, and I think not asking for something back yeah it was absolutely key the nhs then blocked booked to the entire building for 12 weeks
0: amazing yeah
1: because they had tried to get people in but because it's such a large organization and i i know this from my experience with the royal air force reserves is that it can take a long time to get something to happen sure. so we would have circumstances where there'd be an outbreak on a ward the nurses or the porters couldn't go home because someone in the family was shielding yeah. and so they wanted to parachute people in yeah. But it would take three or four days, working days, for that sign-off to happen.
0: Right. So
1: they block booked the entire building and I'd just get phone calls at 10 o'clock at night. Someone will be there in half an hour. Okay, right, do they want right. coffee? What do they want? And they were just dropping people in and pulling them out. Um,
0: that's perfect for them then, because they had the prediction, they had somewhere to stay that they knew was trusted and good. Yeah. So
1: And they knew awesome. they, could, they could get five people in at the drop of a hat. So we had a little spreadsheet so they knew what was available and what wasn't, so they could respond very, very, very quickly. Um, and that that's what saved our bacon. That happened three days after we had the estate the estate agency to value the property because we thought oh. we might have to sell it. Oh,
0: bless you. Well, well done. And it shows helping people and just offering you—you know anything you can do.
1: Yeah, you just you have to hustle. You fun. have to hustle as well. Yeah. Um, my, my dad always used to say to me, if, if opportunity isn't knocking you, you have to go and build doors. Yeah, and so the so the flip side of that hustle was going down. Dare I say it to local places like Travel Lodge? There are other available accommodation, is like Premier and da da that. But going mm. in at nighttime time um, and and taking taking note of the phone numbers on the side of the contractors' vans, and then calling yeah. companies and saying, "I know you're working around the corner. Why are you staying down there? You can stay." Yeah. Here. And just yeah. just getting at it and getting on it. Yeah, and a lot of the people I spoke to trying to help them. Certainly one of my neighbours, I remember saying to me, I don't know why you're doing all of this. I don't know why you're running around doing all this because no one's going to stay. No one's coming. There's a lockdown. so
0: negative, isn't
1: it? (laughs) So negative. Um, And then I forget what happens, but they asked me if I could, if I could accommodate someone. Oh, that, that's it. There was a brief respite.
0: Yeah.
1: And They'd furloughed and laid off staff and all that type of type of thing, and they had they had one of their regular guests and said, "Could you look after her for five days, please?" Right. And I said, "No, I can't." And they said, "Why?" I said, "Well, <laughs> so I'm fully booked for the next eight weeks." And they were just—you could just hear the phone drop at the other end. They were just because they were closed,
0: presumably. Because
1: they'd been closed all that yeah. time. Yeah. Because they hadn't yeah. gone out. They did have staff to look after, but they hadn't gone out hunting for it. They were just no. waiting for Booking.com to go. Oh, you can sell rooms again.
0: Yeah. And when Booking.com and Airbnb were actually shut, um, it's kind of awkward, isn't it? Mm. (laughs) Well, I think that's amazing. We stayed open too, and it it was amazing to be able to help people and everyone pulling together. And it really showed how hosts can really serve the community, I think. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Amazing story. Thanks for that, Paul. It's really, really fantastic that you you were able to do all that.
1: I'm starting to think I should have put that in my chapter for, 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 the, for the book. I didn't. I, didn't put any <laughs> I was of
0: wondering if you had that,
1: <laughs> I had a fairly, fairly limited word count. So, yeah, there were some things that had to, well, like, sure, had to go onto I'm, the floor.
0: Yeah, I'm sure your chapter's amazing, but, you know, we've got the forecast, so it's all good. And really thinking about um, building your house on somebody else's land, as you were saying with Booking.com, all the OTAs, um, you've really developed a lot of um, services for people with Instagram haven't you and um, I've done one of your campaigns which was really informative I had no idea about most of what I learned in that week so thank you for that. You're
1: very very welcome.
0: (laughs) So would you like to share a bit about that and how that started?
1: Yeah so what I realised during lockdown because it did afford an opportunity for me to step back and and assess in fact it forced me to do that Um, it dawned on me that with the with the advent and the rise of review websites like TripAdvisor and the online travel agents, that rather than when I started, I used to make trifold brochures and I go pounding the pavement and work hard, advertise, advertise some more, and then make sure you've advertised properly and just do it again. Yeah. That that just tailed off, okay. and it, and it dawned on me: I'm not putting myself out there. It's it's networking and contacts, but I'm not putting myself out there. Um, and so I did a quick Google search for free marketing or free advertising agencies. And lo and behold, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, the uh, email marketing all cropped up. Um, and I did one of Mark Simpson's and Boosley's boot camps with Facebook. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Facebook, but I saw enormous results very, right. very quickly. Awesome. So I had a Facebook page and it had been stagnant. But once I started doing something with it in a meaningful way, it, it took off. So I thought, right. What am i going to do next i thought twitter don't know anything about twitter i'll get a twitter account right. um, and i've always been a very keen photographer so i've enjoyed instagram from a photo sharing perspective nice uh, yeah I thought, right i'll do instagram facebook and twitter and i'll do exactly the same thing with tweaks for each format but it was instagram that took off or my instagram right. account took off and yeah my wife will say i was obsessed and- <laughs> I think I probably still am. I think she needs to change her, her tense from was to is. Um, and for me it was the it was the crossover between the dynamic creative space that Instagram provides. And it is it is wide and broad, um, and it allows for a lot of creative fun to be had. Mixed up with the the more technical side of things, so looking at insights and numbers and I love gadgets. I've got ring lights and microphones. Uh, okay. And da, 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 da. I like all that. Um, to give you an idea, my, my A levels were maths, physics, economics,
0: okay, and art,
1: and, art. and it was oh, art that I did art. best at. And <laughs> I'd not done the art. The other three would have been much harder. Mm. So that that I'd never really, it never really dawned on me, but that that mash of technical and creative really suited yeah. me, and I think that started to come through. I, I I know that started to come through, and my enjoyment of it started to come through. Yeah. Um so I took the principles that I'd learned um, from uh, Mr. Mr. Simpson and started applying them to my Instagram. And at the time, it was quite quiet at the guest house, so the NHS was, was kind of getting on a steady footing. Um, trade was very, very low. I just really applied myself to it. And what I discovered was that as, as I became more engrossed in it, and I was enjoying doing it, then I was gaining more followers and more engagement rates. And what I did when I started was I, with Google Analytics, I started to track how many visits to my guest house's website were coming from social media, but I limited it just to Facebook and Instagram. And all of my creation was focused on Instagram. And then I was literally just repeating what I'd done into Facebook.
0: Right.
1: I started at about 4.5%. It's now about 48% of the last look. That's amazing. And I know that that's predominantly through Instagram. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I then spotted that of my six 700 followers, a good half of them were other guest houses and glamp sites and short-term rental businesses. And I thought, oh, people are having a little look at what I'm doing. And, it, mm. and I'm quite happy for it. Kind of beg, borrow, steal. And, you know, if it works for me, why wouldn't it work for someone else? You tweak it, you know. Yeah. And then people started asking questions how did you do this why did you do that <laughs> and that's unusual and why do you always wear a silly orange hat and that type of thing um, <laughs> <laughs> um and i started to think well you know maybe maybe the there is there's something in this so the the guest house isn't uh, wasn't making enough money to pay the bills at the time um so we were drawing down on savings and leaning on grants and all that yeah um and then full circle mark simpson asked me to put together um a short series of videos for him and i was happy to do that um and they're sat in his booster academy vault and i know people are enjoying them um, they're all about guest avatars and speaking singularly to your ideal guest rather than to your target market yeah. and a lady called jenny Boyles um invited me um to put a presentation for her um direct booking success summit at the back end of last year and i thought you know what if other people are making money out of me maybe maybe i ought to be yeah,
2: making a little bit of money definitely. out of myself.
1: Um, and so that was pretty much my my imposter syndrome gone at that point point. and i thought right so what do i need so i set myself up with a website still a bit clunky uh, i set myself up with uh, with an instagram account for the social media hotelier so it's at the social media hotelier and i've, I've literally just been um, telling and publishing there what I wish I had known at the, at the you know, mid-2020, so 18, yeah. months, two years ago, um, just to get just to get that out there without thinking, oh, I'm going to sell anything and so on and so forth. But what, what has now happened is I now have a, a suite of um, kind of service products really, from one-on-one coaching um, to auditing with recommendations. And I've just taken on my second done for you clients so we're working through a strategy oh, to get yeah. the foundations right i always insist on doing that because if i'm if i'm posting and creating on behalf of another business without those fundamentals then i'm, I'm just scattergunning gunning um yes. i'm not targeted i can't i can't demonstrate or deliver value or benefit so right. it's not just a question of creating posts and pinging them out there it's about identifying avatars yeah. a strategy a scheduling route a marketing plan, basically, yeah, um, designed for Instagram. But my clients and other people that I've helped along through that strategy process then use it on Facebook, website, email. So it's, yeah. it's, it's multi It's multi-multi-purpose as such, because it's fundamental marketing from an accommodation and a host perspective. My okay. my narrow niche is I help hosts market their accommodation businesses on Instagram.
0: That's awesome. Uh, it's perfect, I think, Instagram, isn't it? Because it's so visual and places to stay, whether it's apartments, houses, you know, B&Bs, um, whatever location it is as well, the area. So you've got your destination marketing as well as the actual property. That's amazing on Instagram, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. And there are there are two things that Adam Masseri, who's the CEO of Instagram, is is doing and they are both really designed to stave off the onslaught of TikTok. And the first thing is he's creating, or has created Instagram Reels. They're the equivalent of TikToks. Um, And for anyone who thinks they need to get involved in that, don't worry, you don't have to pratt about dancing around like an idiot. Um, There are, are, (laughs) you don't even have to get your face on the screen. So don't think you've got to be 17 and silly um, to use them. But the other thing that Instagram is doing, and there there has been talk of it for about 15 months or so, we all, those, those who are interested in Instagram, know that Instagram is becoming increasingly searchable.
0: Right, yeah.
1: So things, so not your app handle, but things like your username, um, your captions, even your images AI is making those searchable because it can now identify things. Um, your, your profile page, your bio is becoming searchable. So the conversations that are being had are, Google does not like Instagram. They don't oh. get along. And if you do a quick Google search, so you just pick out a few keywords from a post that you've done you won't see any results from Instagram
0: okay
1: if you okay. put a hashtag in it you might start seeing the hashtag results okay. but you won't yeah. see any results so there are conversations to, to try and bridge that gap to yeah. make friends okay. um, but in order by in order to make it more searchable and I'll give you a really good example I did um, dangerous goods by road course with the air force at the back end of last year hmm. um, I'm 45 so it's me with about eight or nine, nine, 20 to twenty-five year old squaddies. <laughs> okay. And, and I thought, this is gonna be fun, isn't it?
2: <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> yeah, it
1: it it was, it was. They they were really, really great. Um were, let's see, eight guys and a and a girl, but the guys were all in one room. And I thought this is a really good opportunity to understand the the older end of Gen Z. Yeah. So I said to them, I said, when you when you go somewhere with the army, if you've got if you're being housed in barracks that's one thing but if you're looking for your own place to stay because you're doing something slightly unusual yeah. how do you find out where to go and what to do and where to stay and they said well we what we usually do is we'll, we'll open up instagram and we'll put in where we're going so i don't know we're going older we're going to older shop they put older shop
2: yeah um
1: of course one of the younger guys said yeah strip joints in older shop said, okay brilliant <laughs> um, but the kind of bars and places to eat and if they need and where to stay so People are using Instagram in order to find information.
0: Yeah. when sure.
1: it's not on their own home home turf. And so I mm. say, well, what what do you do then? Well, we find, oh, there's a there's a there's a cocktail bar and they're doing a happy hour and they'll look at some pictures and go, oh, that that looks cool. And then they'll dig deeper, they'll go to the website or they'll go somewhere else. So
0: yeah.
1: as a result of being searchable, if you're if you're slightly crafty about it, you can make yourself appear in the search results. So I'm Sandfield Guest House Oxford, yes. Uh, and my my username is Sandfield Guest House Oxford, and it just happens that guest and house and Oxford are really good keywords for yes, people who actually. want to stay in Oxford. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I'm also fortunate enough that every year in Oxford, somewhere between twelve and 18 thousand eighteen-year-olds rock up. Yes. <laughs> now, they they've all got digs, but what I've noticed increasingly so, and it, it's 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 almost becoming frequent, is that. Even though my guest avatar, so my ideal customer, my ideal guest, doesn't use Instagram, hmm. they are saying to me, I only checked your website out because my daughter spotted you on Instagram.
0: Sure. So they're finding it for their parents and relatives. That's fantastic, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And the the upper age, depending on, on where you get your stats from of Gen Z, is, is between 25 and 26 years old. Right. So, I've definitely got a sense of wanderlust, having been cooped up for a couple of years. <laughs> have disposable income.
0: Yeah.
1: Have have parents for Mum's Day, Dad Day. Yeah. Get-togethers, because no mm-hmm. one has for a long a long time. And um, it was only a week or so ago, I read this amazing stat. It blew my mind. It's of the order of about 42% of the world's consumer market is Gen Z. Wow. And, and when you I mean, think it through, it's actually fairly, fairly obvious why. If you think of the yeah. demographic triangle, they yeah. are just above that bottom level. Yeah. So they, they are influencing the marketing and the change and the consumer habits because they, they are it.
0: Yes, that's fascinating, isn't
1: so it? Getting to them, one, for future-proof. Yeah. Secondly, if they think it's nice for themselves, that's great, and they've got the disposable income. But even yeah. if they're not your avatar, their parents probably are yeah or their uncles or their and it becomes a word of mouth thing
0: wonderful and yeah and as they get older they won't stop using instagram will they? they'll keep using it and it'll develop and everything
1: although my my godson who's 17 said to me instagram what (laughs) (laughs) because he's 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 just moved on he's 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 beyond it now he's he's talking whatever new platform is going to be next so okay there is a window Um, But I I think there's a good 15, 20 years in that window.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So I think you've shared loads of things already that will be really beneficial to hosts. And um, so I do thoroughly recommend that new hosts, existing hosts, look you up because I think it's so valuable. For those direct bookings coming in and being searchable, I think that's fantastic, Paul. Thank you.
1: You're very, very welcome. It's been—I haven't really thought of it in those terms. It's just been nice to nice nice to talk shop because everyone in my house thinks I'm bonkers. But... <laughs>
0: Well, you might be but you know that's not a bad thing is it
1: <laughs> no no i don't like being the same as everybody else certainly oh sure.
0: and um with the book did you get involved in hospitable hosts through mark or did Jodie approach you or how did that happen
1: um jody it was through jody um she Hi. i think i think as, as, as my my profile had had risen I, I think she just set set her mind on just not badgering me, but she was. Paul, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> oh, it'd be, it'd be great. It'll do you this, and you're launching a new business, and so on and so forth. And um, it was a, about the time that I decided, yes, I, I would. I would love to contribute. To it. It was when things for the social media hotelier were were starting to to shift from a side hustle to to becoming something fairly fairly serious. Actually, yeah. Um, fun, but important and serious. Yeah. Um, taking up a lot of time, a lot of late nights, putting together videos. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed the ones a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, really was trying to present did. them with COVID, anyhow. Um, <laughs> oh, you did, and, you did. Uh, so I thought I thought it I thought it would be fun, and I had an inkling about the other people who were involved, and I knew it would help the profile of the social media hotel. But subsequently, um, from a from a selfish personal point of view, um, the connections and the absolutely stellar company that i find myself in
2: i know is
1: is just just astonishing and i do kind of pinch myself i go my name's next to one of these in this or will be in this book and and in fact we wouldn't i think it's highly unlikely that we would be speaking today had it not been for the book no and i think it, it it ties in nicely with the idea of one being hospitable two being a host three, helping people and not really expecting anything back, like the old ladies who were in Yeah, um, Yeah,
2: Oh,
1: w- they, they had already booked, they would already paid, and just that that networking and that community and that collective, that collaborative um, ethos and direction is, is, is something that I absolutely love. And it, I think if you can get on that wave and it's good karma and it's good juju and you, you always act genuinely, Mm. and the wave will just carry you yeah and it feels amazing
0: it does feel amazing i completely agree so many people from around the world there's julie george and spacey st john and oh i don't know so many people and it's like wow so yeah grateful thanks to to jody for having such a fab idea in the first place but wonderful to meet you this way too
1: how she's pulled 40 odd people from around the world together, so I I know from speaking to it it has been a little bit like herding cats at times. <laughs> it's an amazing achievement to get us all corralled, in isn't everywhere. it? And with everything, uh, yeah, absolutely astonishing.
0: Yeah, and I was like you with the imposter syndrome, but I just kept saying, "Oh yeah, I'll speak to you tomorrow, Jodie." Oh yeah, sorry. And mm-hmm. finally, I thought, "Oh god, I really need to do this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's I think
1: cool. it's I think it's one of those things once you make the decision then it's very, very easy. You, yeah. just, you just run with it, don't you?
0: Yeah, it seems obvious. Mm. And I think it would be really inspiring for everybody who gets the book and reads it. And
1: So many different perspectives and so many stories. And, and yeah. people do fall into um, running a bnb and b or a short-term rental, often by accident. Yes. Um, and just the different perspectives on it and the different journeys to get there. Um. I haven't read anyone el- one else's, but... I know Mark Simpson very well, I know Liam Carroll very well, I know Stacy St John very well, and just knowing what their backstories are, yeah. and how they got to, to where they are in the world of accommodation business. Um, yeah. yeah, there are so many, so many lessons that I've learned just by watching these people over the last two or three years, but to have that condensed into one, one tone, awesome, Amazing. awesome result.
0: Amazing. So I've got one final question for you, Paul. So for anyone who's looking to be a host, maybe, whether it's a and b or serviced accommodation, short-time rentals of any kind, have you got any advice for them?
1: Yes, I have some very, very practical advice. Um, so I love hosting people here at Sandfield Guesthouse. Um, however, I know that some a lot of people have a very romantic idea of what that is and what that means. So my advice to anyone who's thinking about making a major, what would be a major capital investment in a massive house with huge overheads or um, bunches of cottages and short-term rentals or, or, or even one for that matter.
0: Yeah.
1: If you're in a regular job, in a corporate job, get yourself 10 days holiday, having spoken to someone who already does what you're thinking about doing
0: mm. and then
1: go and volunteer for them. So oh, if you want if you want to run a and b or a guest house, go to a big hotel and ask. I'm quite happy to work for free and do three days front of house, three days back of house, three days kitchen and restaurant, and three days housekeeping. Then see how you feel.
0: I love that. That's such a good idea.
1: Because if you're running your own business, you're running your own business. So you've got to keep all those plates spinning. And if there are ones that you really can't abide with, Yeah. It's like a four legged stool. <laughs> so if you take if you take one of those legs out, it's it's just gonna go. Sure. So that's my bet my best advice. And I've given it to friends, four four couples that I'm friends with. They three of them took my advice. One of them now runs their own guest house. The others were just like, No way! The stuff that's we saw that people were leaving in rooms or people are so rude when you're giving them bread or they were just oh, yeah. no way. we thought it was gonna be <laughs> You know, sheep and chickens and, and lovely, lovely <laughs> people coming and enjoying scones and stuff on the lawn. No, no, So oh. um, yeah, my, my best advice is go and go and get some experience of it. Go and see what it's really, really like first before you yeah. go spending all that money and then going
0: <gasps> like this. Maybe, maybe I didn't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. I think as well, um, sometimes there are parts of it that people like more than others. So, um. Like setting up an interior design, so I guess that would help you discover which parts you like the most as well, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. And if you're doing it as a couple, remember that when you get to the end of your day and you say to each other, "How was your day?" Then (laughs) you effing know how my day was (laughs) because you are you are in the same building, you're in the same space, you're working, you're living, you're breathing. There is so you need to be able to manage separation time and yeah be very be very very aware of how claustrophobic it can be and you need to have valves. yeah
0: manage that
1: <laughs> mine is the air force <laughs> Just go well, away yes. brilliant
0: <laughs> yeah we didn't even get to that I could talk to you for hours Paul but thank you yeah so that's much. very nice
1: of you yeah. to say thank you
0: oh no it's really interesting your your um RAF reservist work sounds really interesting too so Um, but anyway it's brilliant to hear your stories hear about how you're um, the Instagram expert and social media hotelier Um, I think parting advice for our audience listening today service accommodation secrets podcast audience is look up Paul Paul Anderson social media hotelier to help you with your marketing so that you can get direct bookings if you're already a host and, and search them up for lots of um, Instagram inspiration um but thank you so much Paul and wonderful to have you here today
1: Sally, it's been an absolute delight um if people want to get in touch they can find me at the social media hotel on Facebook on Instagram um just drop me a direct message I'm constantly I'll get, I get I I have a coach who's telling me stop giving people free stuff I just love helping people out so <laughs> any questions there's no such thing as a stupid question just ask it I'm always happy to help it's all about service is it not
0: absolutely for sure i love that thank you so much again pleasure thanks sharing the
2: secrets of success